66th episode of the Filthy Net Deckers podcast. I'm Nate, and I plan on executing this order to the fullest. We are going to absolutely kill this show today. And whether I mean in a good way or a bad way will be ter- be determined at the end of the episode. <laughs> and as always, since all good Sith come in two, I am joined by the one and only Tony. He may not yet have attained the rank of master, but we I will still allow him on this podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for the warm intro. If you <laughs> want to find either of us on the internet, I'm MTG underscore Tony pretty much everywhere. Um, although some may know me as Sumadre, depending, you know, whatever. And Nate is found literally everywhere as Darth Heretic. Um, I'm pretty sure when I looked him up in the phone book earlier today, that's what his number was listed under. phone book? Really? Nobody's used a phone book in 20 years. You're showing your age again, Tony. (sighs) You know what? Quick aside. (laughs) I know we're doing the intro, but I once had a job delivering phone books. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody has to deliver them to your house, right? Sure. Yeah, I guess. So I delivered them in Salisbury, like, I don't know, 18 years ago. And even then I was saying to my buddy that I was doing it with, I was like, you know, why are we even doing this? Nobody uses phone books anymore. Yeah. That, that was also the um, the first time I was in a strip club to deliver phone books to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. They see you guys walk in. They're like, we're going to make some money. Here's your phone book. Oh, bye? What do you need a phone book for? <laughs> They're like, oh, there's a cover charge here. And I'm like, uh, phone book? <laughs> <laughs> does, this co- does this cover the charge? <laughs> <laughs> they let me in. <laughs> okay and now for something completely different if you would like to help support the podcast join us at patreon.com slash filthy and join up it's super easy to sign up and support all of your favorite content creators not just us can you can join other people's patrons too we won't really be too upset as long as you join ours as well yes you get to listen to us live on the show you could be listening to us right now i mean i know you're listening to us right now but you're not listening to us at our right now, but your right now. You could be listening to us on our right now. Just that yes, way. right now. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that does mean you have to get up early, like on a Wednesday morning, to listen to us. Which I think is why most people don't come <laughs> and listen to us. Probably, probably. You know, they also get to listen to the pre-show, too. Which is yeah, nice. and the pre-show is always good. And they don't even have to be there for that. We just post that. Mm-hmm. We do. Well, I don't, but you do. Which is nice. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> I write all of these amazing intros every Today week. was a good intro. Today was very good. You you get the 66 and you're like, that. Uh, we've got an execute order. Perfect. Because I saw 66 and I'm like, we better. If of not, course. I'm rewriting it. <laughs> uh, okay. We got a fil- Filthy Net Deckers 101. Woo! Two weeks, Tony. Two weeks. a couple weeks. Uh, you want to go first, or do you want me to? I, I know I you was, have a lot of us. I was at Disney. I mean, I don't need to explain how much fun Disney World is to you. That you is go true. all the time. You're, I you're don't a, all the time, but I, you're I do You're a Disney go. Vacation Club member. You're one I, of those I, special. I, I am a DVC member, yes. Yeah, those. that's expensive. Every every time I come back from Disney, I wind up spending five or six hours looking at DVC going, should I do this? If you go every year, or every two years, you should definitely do it. Do you do it every two years? Do you finagle that instead? She goes every year. Yeah. If not twice a year. I don't... I literally don't know what you would do there twice a year. Honestly, I just came back, 
and I'm good for like another couple of years. I don't even want to go again next year. We came last year, we were like, we didn't hit Epcot, we didn't hit Animal Kingdom, let's go hit those parks. So this time we hit both of those. We did Epcot twice. I love Epcot. We went, we went back to Epcot twice because <clears throat> the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is at Epcot, and we loved that. Nice. The, literally, the walk around the world, I did that once and it was good. I don't need to do that all the time. I got, See, that's one of my favorite things, because I like I also going... don't drink around the world. No, we ate around the world. We got a meal in every place, and then we shared it amongst the family. Oh my god, I would be so... St- I would be no, stuffed. No, it's, it's not, because it's a st- one thing. You know, you only get like three bites. You share it with four people. My Correct. wife and yeah. I went, and my wife doesn't eat weird food. Mm. She won't eat something she doesn't know. She has an allergy to black pepper, so she doesn't eat stuff she doesn't know. Yep. She doesn't know how it's made, <clears> she won't eat it, so she... She is looking at stuff going, I don't even know if I can eat that. I don't even know if I can eat that the entire time. So for her, did nothing for her. And I love food myself, but I can't I can't buy something in every pavilion. And yeah, no, I'd, no, no. That makes I'd, be, sense. I'd be stuffed at the end of it, you know? Um, so I had fun. We had a lot of fun in Epcot. I have no idea. This is This is a random story time. We're walking in, and there's a purple dragon on one of the signs, and I point at the purple dragon. I go, Danny, you know who that is? And she goes, nope. I go, that's Figment. And she goes, who's Figment? I'm like, that's Figment. What's the She look? didn't go on that ride? The Figment ride? We just walked into Epcot for the first oh. time. Oh, first time ever. Okay. Why do I know Figment? I don't know why you can, know Figment. Why can I look at Figment and go... That's Figment. Because do you know where Figment is from? Epcot? Epcot. Do you know what he's been in outside of Epcot? Nothing, probably. Nothing. I went to Epcot when I was like six. Six or seven. I went one time when I was a kid. Why is it still stuck in my head that when I, literally 30 years later, I can look at this thing and go, that name is Figment. Why? Do, why? Well, they, really, they do really push Figment on you in that ride. On that ride. That one ride is the, the only one place he is, though. Yep. And that was a Flubber-themed ride, I guess? I guess. It was a science-themed I ride. Yes, it was a science-themed ride. A lot of the stuff from the movie Flubber was in the in the uh, queue. Do you have any okay. idea what movie I'm talking about? Yes, Flubber? I Flubber? Yeah. The, the, the there were two different fl- Flubbers, weren't there? Flubber wanted... Robin Williams yeah. was in the movie with little yellow glowy, like floating robot thing and that that's the thing we saw and danny goes oh my god that was in flubber flubber yeah I'm like oh, wow i'm happy we both found and then right next to it is the picture of him and rick moranis is up on there so yep. i'm like all right this was clearly themed uh-huh. in the 80s if rick moranis is on here because that guy hasn't done things in years he doesn't even act anymore i just i have no idea why figment is stuck <laughs> in my head from 30 years ago that i can see a picture of him now and just immediately know it's him i just knew it was him and she was like i have no idea who that is because she has never been on that ride so why would she i just don't i'm still baffled on how i pulled that my mom was like we bought you a figment doll that's why we brought you back a figment doll that time we went as a kid and i looked it up online and i'm like nope i've never seen this thing (laughs) there's there's a couple just, different ones. One had the word vintage, and I'm like, all right, that's got to be the one they're talking about. Is the Yeah, there's no way I own that. That thing is ugly as hell. <laughs> I would have a memory of this stuffed animal, but no. Yeah. No, just Disney 
putting it directly into your brain somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had one day where we didn't go to a park, so we resort hopped. We went to all the different resorts. We oh, nice. We pin traded at all the resorts to kind of give us an excuse to go look at them. But I'd never been to the Polynesian. I'd never been to, to the Floridian. I'd never been to the Contemporary. You know, so that's all along a monorail system. So we just hopped the monorail system and went along to each place. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, no, that's a fun thing to do. With zero um, speed. Cost. Cost zero, like, mm-hmm. need to be someplace. It wasn't, we have dinner reservations here. Let's rush to get here. Let's make sure we're running through these things. Nope, it was, we're going to catch, we'll just catch the next bus. It does not matter. You know, all, it, we didn't feel rushed at all those days. So yeah, that that's nice. So taking days to not go to parks was definitely key. Mm-hmm. Especially if we wanted to spend. We spent all day on Saturday from like 7.30 in the morning until like 11 o'clock in a park. Yeah, we had some really rough days. I say rough, but it, it was fun. But where fun, we get to the it, park at opening. It is rough because you're yes. awake and you're moving and you're walking and you're active the entire day. Uh, we were there for the first night or maybe the second night of um, the after hours Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And... You go and you can stay there till 3 a.m. After being there from 7 or 8 o'clock oh, in the morning. God. And it's cool because there's all the free sodas, snacks, drinks, you know, whatever you want. Everything's mm-hmm. free. And <clears throat> it, it's a lot of fun. The ride, there's only, you know, a hundred people or a thousand people in the park instead of the normal, whatever, 10,000. So the, the queues are like tiny. So. And this time, when I went last year, the same exact week, the park was empty. This year, the park was packed. It's weird. Every single... not We're further away from COVID. Oh, okay. Yep. That makes sense. This, this year, they had all of the mask restrictions, restrictions lifted. No one had to wear a mask. No um, customer. Yeah. Um, what do they call? Crew members... Still cast, wore them. Cast, cast members. Ma- cast members still wore them. Not everyone, but they more of them wore them than people. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But um, very long lines, and every ride had a line. And we we got the Disney Genie thing and Lightning Lane. Everything we wanted to go on, and just kind of only did things we Lightning Lane. Except we did wait the. It was an hour for the Ratatouille ride, so we waited the hour for the Ratatouille ride. And then got off of that, and Danny was Danny was like, did you like that? I'm like, yeah, that was fun. I like that a lot. I've never seen Ratatouille. She's like, you've never seen Ratatouille? <laughs> so that night we went back to the hotel and watched Ratatouille. It's an adorable movie. It, it was is. Cute. It's very good. Yep. As someone who went to culinary school, while that movie was out, I don't know why I missed that yeah, movie. Yeah, no, that seems like one you should watch. completely missed it. It was a great movie. And then mm-hmm. went back the next time... We were at Epcot and did that ride again because now that I'd seen the movie, I wanted to do the ride again and enjoyed it just as much. You know, enjoyed it the first time, not seeing the movie, but yeah. seeing it, it did make it better. But it was, it was very enjoyable. The last time I was there, it had just opened that day. Yeah, yeah. So we had gone on that ride, but like the line was ridiculous. The those that one, the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Train. And the, or run, yeah, Runaway Train, and then the Rise of the Resistance, those are all the same exact ride. Similar, yeah. 
the theme is completely different. What you're doing in it is different. Yeah. But it's all those, Cars. essentially, Roombas. Danny said, <laughs> it, they're all Roombas, huh? I'm like, oh crap, you're right. That's all they are, are just gigantic Roombas. You tell it where to go and it does its thing. Mm-hmm. And it's smart true. enough. It's smart enough that if there some idiot dropped their 3D glasses onto the ride floor, it is avoiding it every time. Wow. We're we're watching it. We can see the path it's supposed to take, and we can see the car avoiding the 3D glasses in the middle of the thing. I'm like, this is fascinating to me. Wow. All right, what about your week? Uh, let's see. Weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, went to go see the Red Sox, which was fun. You put on some Red Sox? No, I went to the Red Sox baseball game. Oh, sports. Sports, sports. ball. Gotcha. Sports Remember, ball. I do sports. I, I like right. sports. Yep, that was, that was, it was fine. The Red Sox sucked this year, so it do wasn't that. that good of a game. I, I don't pay attention to sports, but I have not heard anything about Red Sox in a while, <laughs> so the Red Sox must suck. Yep, yep, they do. Because <laughs> when the Red Sox are great, you it's you just hear like, about it nonstop. It's Absolutely. like when the Patriots are good. You hear about them nonstop when they're good, but then once they lose Tom Brady, no one really talks about the Patriots anymore. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of football, I mean, I did a lot of watching football, too, recently, with college football back, and now the NFL's back, so I've been doing a lot of that. That's fun. Sure. Um, my friend who did our uh, logo. Logo, yeah. Renee, yep. Um, she also makes jewelry, so we went to one of her shows that she did down in Lowell. Nice. That was nice. Yep, so that's Moon Moss, if you happen to want to look her up. Um, my TikTok channel, that's been going well. I know yeah. you you love it. <laughs> Listen, the yeah. kids are on the talk. I'm not, but the kids the, are. The talk. <laughs> the talk. <laughs> that's what boomers call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every day I'm getting like four or five new people signed up you know, to follow me. To, to, to watch so, you just open up packs? That's it. It's amazing. And just to hear me talk for a minute. I mean, that's probably more what it is, you know. No, because if they wanted to hear you talk, they would come and listen to this podcast. That's true. Unless that's true. I'm the one scaring them away. All right, so what I've got to do is I have to open up Magic Pack Opener 2.0, Electric Boogaloo, and open up <laughs> packs myself and see if I can't get the same following. Because if I do, then we know it's not your voice. It's just people like watching magic cards get Go ahead, do and, it. And and honestly, it's probably people like watching cards get open. I don't understand it, but people seem to like it. Everything is content. That's and what I'm told. Flip it or rip it. I can't. I would never. Oh my god. That flip it or cut it that we did? Where with you get co- to save the With shooter? a collector booster? Yes. Yep. We, um, I mean, video... I didn't watch any of them, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that video has 22,000 views now. <laughs> really? Yes. Yep. So, I mean, that one really took off. I mean, we got a lot of hate for it, but, we, you know, it was good. And <laughs> one more small story. Um, Brian, my older son, he um, applied... Not the bowler, the one you very rarely talk about? Right, my painting <laughs> son. <laughs> The other one. <laughs> no, that's not true. But he um, uh, he used to be a meat cutter. And then he went to paving because that's what he went to school for. Yeah, yeah. You know, for masonry. And a local store that I delivered to said, hey, we need another meat cutter. Do you, would your son like to come work for us? And I'm like, 
Well, maybe, but take him out. He makes a lot of money paving right now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hire him, you're going to have to match that. And she's like, I understand the manager. Like, I understand. If you want to have him come in, we'll talk to him. So he goes in, he interviews. They love him. He likes the job. And they're like, okay, cool. Uh, we can start you off at $16 an hour. Mm-hmm. And my son is like, mm, excuse me? <laughs> you know I'm making, I don't know how much he makes, twenty mm-hmm. more than $20 an hour. Already doing the paving. He's like, I'm not taking a pay cut to come work here. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. That's pretty much all we can do. So he's like, okay, well, it was nice interviewing you, you know, with you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the offer, but I cannot accept that. Mm-hmm. And um, turns out they ended up firing their only two other meat cutters. Or if they quit, fired, whatever. <clears throat> so the manager comes up to me, Tony, do you think Brian would still like to come work here? I'm like, you're going to have to pay him. <laughs> you know that. And so she's like, I know. We talked about it. So he goes back down there. They gave him everything he wanted. Gave him like two weeks paid vacation. They gave him, you know, after gave him what he wanted for a pay rate. Mm-hmm. And after 30 days or 45 days, he'll get an extra $2 an hour. Wow. And so he's like, yeah, I guess I'm the new meat manager slash butcher at this place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, see, Brian, this is why you know your worth in life. A hundred percent. You knew you he, were not worth $16 an hour. He made the correct decision mm-hmm. going, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the offer. I make more money where I am now. No, thank you. And politely walking away and not going, <laughs> no, I make more money here. F you guys. Bye. You know what I mean? He was yes. polite. He was like, yep. thank you, but no, thank you. So when, you know, the stuff hit the fan, they were like, okay, maybe this kid is worth it. Yep, exactly. Good for him. Yep. Good for so, him. Yeah, he's all excited. I'm excited for him. Um, it's not often awesome. that you get to be a meat manager and butcher at the age of 19. So Correct. And not often... Does the job you have that you were good at, that you left to go do better, go mm-hmm. and do, you know, I've, I've managed jobs many times. I have worked with hundreds, maybe thousand people over my years. If someone comes up to me and says, I'm, qu- I'm quitting working this pizza place to go work at another pizza place because I hate it here, I get upset by that. Because I don't want someone to leave. If someone comes up and leaves and goes, I've got a better job in my career. I'm going to move from pizza over to what I want to do in life. It is never, I'm mad at you for this. It's congratulations. I'm yeah. happy for you. Good. Because that's how I've always felt. I I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone in this, but I know other managers don't agree with that. Other managers are always mad when they lose someone, whether they lose them for a better job or a worse job. I'm only ever upset when I lose someone to a worse job. Never upset when they leave for a better job. Yeah, that makes but sense. No, but not often do you leave for a better job and then have the job you had before essentially be like, if you come work here, we'll pay you everything you're getting now and you only have to do what you were doing before. <laughs> not often does that happen. He actually has to do less now. <clears throat> Even better. And he doesn't paid. have to deal with customers unless they're asking for like a specific cut. He doesn't have to deal with, you know, anything like that. And he can butcher big cuts of meat? Um, they get it cryovac in the smaller things. But so he can butcher that down? 
Yes. Yep. Because that alone is difficult. As someone who can do that, that is difficult. <clears throat> he says he knows everything. I talked to his old boss about it, too. I'm like, okay, look, I know I believe in my son. He can do anything in the entire world. But can he really do this? He's like, Brian knows everything. Yep. Like, and... he might have to call me and ask me a couple questions here and there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, maybe he doesn't know this one, over this oddball one. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I'm always here for him. He can call me anytime and I'll help him out. Mm-hmm. So, great. yeah. I'm like, That's okay, awesome. cool. He That's... actually knows what he's doing. That is a very good skill to have. Mm-hmm. That is a very good skill to have. Good for him. Yeah. So I'm proud of him, you know? Me too. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some casual upgrades. How about casual that? Casual upgrades. Back to magic. Yes. Okay, so this upgrade might be a little bit deep for some people, but um, I think it's one that's really important to know. Um, it's it's one to play your spells most of the time. So this lesson is what you should do if like the board is empty, or if you're just if you have two options that are equally fine, which one of those should you play? Generally, play the spell that costs more. So say it's turn three, you have your three mana. And you have a choice between a strong, like a rare card that's a two drop. Or you have a fine, common or uncommon, you know, whatever, that costs three mana. Even if the two drop is a little bit of a stronger card, just play the three, three drop. Um, the, diff- the difference ends up being like on turn four. If you draw another land, you can play two two drops instead of being behind. And now you played a two drop on turn three, a three drop on turn four. Now you're stuck with another card that costs two mana in your hand. You can't do anything with it. You left that two mana on the table. Um, it That's how you're really going to get everything out of a game of Magic. Use up all your mana every turn, or before your next turn, I guess. Because if you have counter spells, obviously you want to mm-hmm. hold things off. But generally the person who wins a game of Magic is the one who has used the most amount of their mana. Yep, I, I agree with pretty much all of this. I have definitely played games myself where I have looked at my hand and looked at a two drop and looked at a three drop and went, no, this two drop is going to be better. I'm playing it. And then I play the two drop. It gets removed. It gets straight up removed. Next turn, I have another mana and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm playing this three drop now with my four mana and keeping a two drop in my hand and going, ah, if I just played this, if I just played this three drop, which is a worse card than the two drop, 100%. It would have also been killed immediately. And then mm-hmm. the next turn, I'm going to have that better two drop and a buddy for it. So if they kill that, at least the buddy is going to stay. I, I've played games where that has happened and I've been dumb. Dumb. I should have played it the other way. Should have done it. Uh, friend of the podcast, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted on uh, one of the arena groups recently about counter spells. And oh. he played against a deck that was full of counter spells. Mm-hmm. And this, if you, again, played that two drop and they counter it, turn three, they counter that one. Mm-hmm. Well, they might not have enough mana for two counter spells on mm-hmm. turn four. So, yeah, they counter your three drop. That's fine. And then you play your next two two drops. They can't mm-hmm. counter everything at that point. Because mm-hmm. uh, he had asked, how do you beat a deck that's only counter spells? And that's exactly how you do it. More spells than they have counters. Correct, yep. And with this, the last thing here says, generally the person who wins the game of magic is the one who used the most amount of mana. 
don't forget, sometimes those counter spell decks, they draw go. Mm-hmm. And if you manage to get something in play and they haven't used mana that turn, they've just wasted all of their mana for that turn. That mana's not coming back. They're not going to get that mana back. Mm-hmm. You know, this at this point, going to kind of lean, lean into that H game Hearthstone and how Hearthstone works is you get one mana to use your turn. The next, the second turn, you get two mana. Your third turn, you get three. It makes it doesn't. You don't have land. It just gives you the yeah. the stuff to play the cards every turn. That is the same thing in that game. You know, they that game you're using up your crystals every turn because they are very very finite. Ma- magic, there's ways to untap, tap, untap, tap, generate infinite amounts. Hearthstone, you have one the first turn, two the second turn, three the third turn, four the fourth turn, all the way up to ten, and then at ten, that's where it caps out. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I realize that's a completely different game, but the, the concept of if you didn't tap your mana this turn, it is gone, you're not getting it back, is still there. Yeah, so use all your mana. Use all <clears throat> your mana, use all of it, as much as possible. I, um, my little brother, Levi, this, again... I... Another aside, <laughs> but um, one t- he downloaded Magic Online a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he did a draft, and he got killed. Oh three, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Tony, can you watch my games? Because you can replay all your games, or you used to be able to. I don't know if you can anymore." He's like, "Can you watch this and tell me what I'm doing wrong?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." So we sat down together and we watched it. In every turn, he would leave one mana open. And I'm like. Okay, you actually had better cards on turn three. <laughs> your three drop here is better than your two drop. Why didn't you cast your three drop? And he's like, "Well, what if they had, uh, what's the one mana counter spell count like, force spike? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, what if they had that? I always want to make sure I leave one open just in case, and that way they think I might have something. Like, oh no." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you sweet summer child. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're playing a mind game you don't need to be playing right now. Right, but he was so new to the game, really. Like, he knows mm-hmm. how to play. Yeah. But that, I'm like, you're thinking advanced strategy beyond your level right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do that. You, you need to know how to attack and block before you can think about worrying about leaving mana open for counter spells. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Most definitely. Like, now, maybe in current standard, you. You see Make Disappear, you try to leave mm-hmm. two open mm-hmm. once in a while, but generally sometimes you just play into the counterspell because yeah. you've got to make him use it at some point. You've got to, yeah. You've got to make him use it, and if you can make him use it on a card you'd rather than not use it on, even better. But like that's why he went 0-3. Literally, it's because every turn he left one mana open. He would never use that last mana. Yeah, no, that is wrong. Yes. Wrong, wrong. And another really random aside, because I'm just thinking about it right now. On the bus, on one of the days at the park, we, we didn't go to a park this day. It was just we were going to, like, Disney Springs. We went we went to see uh, Clerks 3 at Disney Springs when we were there. I was wearing my only not-Disney-themed shirt. It wasn't a Star Wars-themed. It wasn't Disney-themed. It just had the Is It logo on it. Just plain Is It logo <laughs> on my shirt. And so I hop on the bus and the guy sitting at the very, very back of the bus goes, I like your shirt. And I, I've been wearing Star Wars shirts all week. So I just think it's Star Wars shirt. I realize it's a magic shirt. I'm like, 
thank you. And we start talking <laughs> magic. And he goes, do you play arena? And I'm like, I do play arena. Actually, I never do this. My co-host is going to be so happy for me. I actually have a Magic the Gathering podcast. Because you do? I'm like, yeah, the Filthy Netdeckers podcast. So we were talking. And as I got off the bus, he goes, you have a new fan. Don't worry. So hopefully he is listening. And that would be nice. get your name. But if you're listening, shout out to you. Thank you. It like literally made my week to have, you know, someone look at me and see a magic shirt. And then we started talking magic. It was yeah. kind of fun. I got that text halfway through the week. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was so proud of you. So yeah. proud of you. And, and I, I, I just feel awkward being like, yeah, I have a podcast, guys. Come listen. I feel awkward saying that. I know you have no issues whatsoever saying it. I feel None awkward. whatsoever. Unless so they call me Magic Man, then I have a, <laughs> then I have a problem. <laughs> Paul Grant, I love you, buddy, but oh, it's funny. don't call me the Magic Man. <laughs> call me the Magic Man, because that's uh. what I am. Alright, so we get some deck lists this week. Yeah, uh, we, we do. We kind of want to keep this episode a little short because, obviously, um, well, it's not obvious. That was in the pre-show. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, listen to the pre-show. You'll know why we're trying to keep this short and simple. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So, uh, one of the things we want to go over for deck lists, unless you have any deck lists of your own, you want to talk about. I've been playing uh, Brawl. Okay. Because I've been on mobile for the most part and didn't really want to do anything just to get a brawl game I could get rid of and not care if I win or lose. Yeah. Ranked, I kind of care about, so I've kind of been playing Brawl. Um, so I, I want to talk about one deck real quick. Okay, what you got? And then then we'll go over all the other stuff. Um, I found the most fun deck that I've played in a long time. I've only played it in the play queue. I have not played it yet in a ranked queue. All right, so your win rate on this is about 30%, but you have fun playing it. That's what it, you just said to me. It has a 100% win rate through right. five games. In okay. the play queue. In the play queue. I have not played it ranked yet, so these numbers are definitely skewed more towards the higher end. Yep. Um, it has Zerta the Dawn Waker as its uh, companion. Zerta, if you don't know, if you don't remember what Zerta is, um, <clears throat> it says um, each permanent card in your starting deck has an activated ability. Mm-hmm. Abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana in that cost to less than one mana. Okay. Then one tap it, target creature cannot block this turn. Okay. So okay. what ability are you reducing in your deck to one mana? <clears throat> um, wizard class. Okay. Wizard class is a single blue mana for a... Um, uh, what's that thing called? Saga. Saga. Yes, that's the word. I want to call it a sorcery, but I'm like, that's not the right word. Uh, that says you have no maximum hand size. Turn one. Okay. Level two, when this becomes level two, which is two and a blue, so it only costs blue, mm-hmm. um, draw two cards. Not bad. Blue mana to draw two? Yeah, seems seems pretty good to me. Level three is two and a blue also, so again, another blue mana. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Okay. That's the key one right there. It combos with Benthic Biomancer. <laughs> also a single blue mana for a 1-1 Merfolk Wizard Mutant has one and a blue to adapt one. Adapt one says 
if this creature has no plus one plus one counters on it, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Yeah. Whenever What's one its other earns. ability, because I think it has another ability. It does. That's really key to this combo, Tony. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on Benthic Biomancer, draw a card and then discard a card. <laughs> so every time you draw a card, you put a counter on the Benthic Biomancer, and then it triggers infinitely. Yep. You get it, it gets infinite, well, not infinitely big, as big as your library, mm-hmm. and for free. It doesn't cost any more mana. Mm-hmm. So it, if you don't have Zerta out, it costs a total of seven mana, but you can do that over the course of a couple turns, and you're drawing cards in the meantime. Yep, yep. Very few people will destroy your Benthic Biomancer. So far, in the play queue, people are leaving my 1 1 Benthic Biomancer alone. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, but it also has four Unholy Heat, two Soul Guide Lantern, because a lot of his, his uh, this is a historic deck, so a lot of historic decks use the graveyard. So this is really good to destroying mm-hmm. it. And it also says, tap it to draw a card. Mm-hmm. Um, it has two Fires of Victory. If you're unsure of what this card is, it's one and a red with kicker of two and a blue for an instant. Uh, if this spell was kicked, draw a card. Fires of Victory deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the number of cards in your hand. It's basically a two mana deal five in the okay. early game, which is which is fine. And then later in the game, if you need to draw a card, you can. Um, three Molten Impact deals four damage, and then if you cast another yep. spell, it deals the damage. Four Expressive Iteration, four mm-hmm. Archmage's Charm, two Anger of the Gods, one Prismari Command. <coughs> Sorry about that. Two Memory Deluge, two Shark Typhoon. That's all the backup stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, the key pieces to winning, uh, it's got two Jace Wielder of Mysteries. So if you draw your entire library, you don't immediately die? No, you win the game instead. Exactly. Um, he's great, but he has to stay alive. And that people will kill him like your Benthic Biomancer. Correct. And the other way is there's one fling in the deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eventually you'll draw the fling and just throw the giant creature at them before you draw your whole deck yes and fling only costs two it's an instant sack of creature so you just make him generally this is how i win i make my benthic biomancer a 25 25 and then throw it <laughs> and then it's game over and you win You've this drawn deck, your entire deck and made it so big, at some point you'll draw the fling and just throw it right at their face. Yes. I like it. It All is right. a blast you've, to play. You've got to send me that deck list. you got to do it. <laughs> you got to play this. If you're in the Patreon, it'll be in the Discord, because we're definitely... i, I got to try this out. It seems just janky enough to be fun. Yes. Yep, there it is. In, it's in the deck list on our Discord. Perfect. Okay. Of disc- uh, to become a member of our Discord, just go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash filthymethackers. For as little as $5 a month or $1.25 an episode, you can get access to all of these deck lists that we post there. <coughs> See, we didn't do it the other week. This week we are. Yeah, that's why you get two this week. Mm-hmm. All right, so okay. there was a standard yeah. challenge this past weekend. So we have a whole bunch of new standard decks to look at. New, air quotes, new standard decks. A whole bunch of... I I guess they're all not mono-black. That says something. That does say something. As hard as that is to believe. All mono-black. Most of them have black. 
because, well, Black's kind of nuts right now, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, look at those MTGO prices. And you look at the top five. $709. It's, it is more expensive on MTGO than paper. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Because like, these are all... Because everyone is playing standard on Arena. Yes. And so no one is opening up these standard cards on MTGO. Yeah, it's just interesting to look at. And, like, can you imagine spending... Like, even the tabletop price for the first deck is $683 mm-hmm. for a standard deck. That should never be Fable the Fable of the Mirror Breaker is a $50 magic card. It is? On paper? For, for Fable of the Mirror Breaker... Is two hundred? No, that says ticks. This is MTGO. Yes, 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 yeah. Seventy-two dollars for four. Okay, all right. Fable of the Mirror Breaker is fifty dollars on Arena. I mean, on MTGO. Magic Online. Yep. Yep. Because nobody is playing it. So if you, if you draft on Magic Online, you can make money. That's crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. Of course, that means you're playing MTGO. It's the same game. It just doesn't look as good. Less players. Look, I remember playing MTGO back in the day and being like, I enjoy this. It is a very good paper substitute. It plays very much like paper. It's a very good paper substitute. And then somebody, I forget who it was, somebody was like, stop playing that. You've got to come play Arena. Arena is so much better forget who it was who told me that now i'm stuck playing arena it was tony by the way fyi Probably. you didn't know yeah. it was 100 no you are one you are the reason why i play arena hands down you <laughs> wow. i was playing mtgo and i was okay with it and you pushed me into it interesting yeah i didn't even play any of the beta i was like nope i don't even want to touch that game i don't even want to look at it tony stop wow. and you convinced me to play it i didn't get you into the beta I feel like I must have. I must have you given you the tried. code. Oh, you okay. gave me a code. You tried. I just didn't. I did not play until after beta. It wasn't released because yeah. they didn't release the game for like three years, but it was still out, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. not that Kaladesh. Um, okay, Ixalan. I I started. It wasn't Ixalan. It wasn't Dominaria. The next set. Um, Shadows over Innistrad? Or no, was that beforehand? That was... Shadows was beforehand. Uh, Ravnica. Hmm. Guilds... The Guilds of Ravnica is when I started playing Arena. It was the Ravnica. Hmm. Interesting. Into War of the Spark. It was... That was when I started playing. Because <clears throat> I could... I could look at the cards I own. And I own very little Ixalan block. I own very little Dominaria block. But they're on. I own like... Practically everything. Alright, so let's go over some of these deck lists real quick. Um, <clears throat> first one up, the one that won everything. Grixis Midrange. Are you surprised? Um, no, I guess not. Well, it's got three of the best cards in Standard right now. Two of the best cards in Standard. Shieldred and Fable of the Mirror Breaker. That it does. It doesn't have Lily. That's I had to double check. That's why I said three. I'm like, wait, Lily's not in here. But like, 
Blood Tithe Harvester mm-hmm. has been being played ever since it was printed. Correct. Yep. The, two mana, three two is really good. Really good alone. Never mind the fact it can destroy other creatures by sacking itself. Yeah, you know, it's Tenacious Underdog is another one of those black cards that the second they printed it, it's being run everywhere. That card will. That card is going to see play until next until it rotates out. It's such a strong card, so mm-hmm. for sure. Such a strong card. Uh, Corpse Appraiser. This one's kind of a shock, you know? This this one is the, you've got to be in this color set to play this. Yeah, it's a th- I mean, it's three color. It's Grixis Mana, so mm-hmm. that's very hard to you play. Have, you've got to be in this color set to play it, so some of the other decks aren't. When it enters the battlefield, exile a card from a, gra- a creature card from a graveyard. If a card is put into exile this way, look at the top three cards of your library, put them into your, put one into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. Yeah, this is really just to get rid of your opponent's tenacious underdogs. Mm-hmm. And and draw you a card. If they happen to have a creature in their graveyard, mm-hmm. but generally tenacious underdog is in their graveyard, so you yeah, can just get that, rid of that's, it. That's what you want to get rid of. Three um, Urtai Resurrected. I love this card. It is so good. Yep. It is such a good card. Sure, draw a card, as long as you don't play that spell right now. Sure, draw a card, as long as your shield rid is dead. Draw mm-hmm. a card. Um, I played this. I I tried this deck out right before the podcast mm-hmm. today, and Urtai Resurrected is the reason I won a game against mono blue counter spells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I tried Gosh. to play another small thing, or mm-hmm. no, maybe uh, they played uh, some draw card. They draw mm-hmm. three, discard a basic land. Yep. And I played this, countered their spell, and then I had a three-two creature. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have anything to stop a 3-2 creature. I literally just attacked for mm-hmm. seven turns in a row. That's awesome. Stop dropping things, Tony. I almost dropped it. I did. I caught it. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, this also runs three Shieldred, which yep. I don't think we need to talk about how amazing Shieldred is. It's amazing. It's great. It, it's, it is the reason why Mono Red is not a deck right now. Um, I, lost this... to mono, I lost to Mono Red with this deck today. Did you not have Meat Hook Massacre or Shieldred? Um, I did have Shieldred, but at that point they had already gotten me down so low. Started with Kamano, then the um, the two two haste mm-hmm. creature, which ended up being a three three haste, and then they turn three, they killed off my tenacious underdog. And then attacked in for five, and then attacked in for something else. Yeah, see, so yeah, I find with Shieldred and Meat Hook Massacre, you, just, you can't do much with Mono Red. Yeah, I did not have a Meat Hook Massacre in hand, but I did play Shieldred, but it was too late. Uh, this deck also runs Rona's Vortex, which, really good card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was on my mana, uh, top ten. One blue mana to bounce a spell, is to bounce a permanent gross mm-hmm. yeah it says creature or planeswalker you don't control but yeah those are the things you really want to bounce and then if it was kicked put it to the bottom just not just bounce it back to your hand but like remove it for a while and they're not that's that's killing it i'm sorry putting it bouncing it back and putting it at the bottom is killing it yep again this is why it was in my top 10 it's a it's a fantastic card very good card for one blue mana it also runs three voltage surge which sack an artifact it deals two but if you sack an artifact it deals four instead pretty good card especially with well it does two if you don't sack an artifact yeah especially with the blood tithe harvester because you're yep. making those blood tokens fairly easy uh two of the fire of fires of victory 
one in a red. If it was if it was kicked, draw a card. It deals damage equal to, equal to the number of cards in your hand. Yeah, that's the one I talked about in my deck. Yeah, yeah, pretty good card. Two soul transfer. This is another one that's not terrible. You know, three yeah. mana to exile a creature or a planeswalker or return target creature or planeswalker from your graveyard to your hand. If you or just both. happen to have an <laughs> artifact and an enchantment, which sometimes happens. Hey, Meat Hook is generally going to be on the battlefield, and if you, again, Hopefully. Blood Tithe Harvester. Or Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Those are both your enchantments that you're kind of doing, and, you know, your Blood Tithe Harvester. This also runs Reckoner Bank Buster, so if you happen to have one of those things in play, yeah, you get Well, your Fable goals. of the Mirror Breaker gives you both artifacts and enchantments, and, because the card is just unbelievably yeah, stupid. Because th- that card is so damn good. So, yeah, it does not remotely surprise me that this collection of cards won. No, me either. Right? Me this either. is a very good collection of cards. Like, Corpse Appraiser is the only one that kind of sticks out as maybe not, but it's a very good deck. Yeah. 720 and tickets on MTGO. And you'll see a lot of these cards in the other decks. Yes. Yep, you're 100% right there. The next uh, one is black, red, and green. And oh, look, it's got Blood Tithe Harvester. No way. Oh, look, it's got Reckoner Bank Buster. It's got Fable of the Mirror Breaker. It's got Meat Hook Massacre. <laughs> These are all the same cards from that last deck. Now that we've got green, a bunch of them are different. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that, but. I'm actually surprised I don't see um, Shieldred in this list. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's got. What? I say it was the double black but they've got double green for workshop warchief so right, double black for me took massacre so mm-hmm. there's yeah, three shielded in the uh, sideboard dude oh okay yep that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah four briar bridge tracker four workshop warchief two cut down two flame blessed bolt two infernal grasp four riveteers charm to make them sacrifice creatures mm-hmm. uh four unleash the inferno i kind of forgot about this card deals 7 damage to target creature or planeswalker. When it deals XX damage this way, destroy target artifact or enchantment opponent controls with mana value less than or equal to that amount of excess damage. Okay. I love it. I love that card. I didn't okay. realize... I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But that's going to kill a creature and their Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Yep. Yeah, yep. Like you said, two Reckoner Bankbusters, Meat Hook Maskers, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and a bunch of lands. Mm-hmm. Yep, this this is that other deck, except for it's going to take the blue out and replacing it with green, and because of that, there's some changes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's red-black. And the next one is something completely different. 34 tickets on Magic Online right now. That's it. Wow. <laughs> you could buy 20 of these decks wow. for the same price as the first deck. <laughs> Uh, this is rule aggro yes the deck we're looking at four ascendant pack leader four phoenix chick that was on your top tim i love that card uh four lanor loam speaker four queer and beast caller i love this card i play this card in a lot of different decks right now yeah uh four yavamaya iconoclast have you seen this card one in a uh yeah one and a green for a 3-2 with a kicker of a red. Um, has trample for 3-2 with trample it's for 2 mana. 3-2 f- with trample for 2 mana is great alone. 
the fact it, you can add a red one red mana to give it plus one plus one in haste. That's four awesome. three trample haste for three mana. I know it's that's only for a, the first turn. It's a four three, but that's fine. That's, that's gonna deal a lot of damage. Yeah, that's a great card. Uh, four squee dubious monarch. Yeah. Again, another. Uh, um, what is going on? Don't do that to me. Sorry, internet doing stupid stuff. Uh, Squee is great uh, for Halana and Elena, the partners, mm-hmm. making all your little creatures much bigger. Mm-hmm. For Thundering Raju, which I see everywhere, this card yep. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Especially in a deck with Hana and Lena putting counters on things. You've got the Beast Caller that when it dies, it's going to put counters on things. The Phoenix Chick's going to come back out of back out of the graveyard with counters, and the Ascendant Pack Leader gets counters. That Thundering Raju's ability is going to deal some damage. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, for Kamano faces Kakazan. Yep, because um, why not? The only card that really scares me if I'm playing this is Mitok Massacre. Yep. yep. <coughs> is she older, I guess, too. But mm-hmm. Seems like a good deck for $34. Yep, I agree. That's that's funny. What's up? That it's only $34. Let's look at the next deck. $239 on Arena. Mm. I mean, on yep. uh, MTGO. The next one is white, blue, and green. There's no black or red what? in this deck at all. What? What do you mean no at black or red? At all. How do you play Fable of the Mirror Breaker without red mana? They don't. They just don't run it, Tony. Oh, that's so weird. But that's why they came in fourth <laughs> and not first, second, or third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably true. Yeah, uh, this, this has some weird cards. Yeah, this one's Dedic Pious Apprentice. You know, cards and graveyards can't be the targets of spells or abilities, and then you can cast it from your graveyard. And it says whenever you cast cards from your graveyard, you get to investigate at once per turn. Interesting. Once per turn. Um, two Catilda Donhart Prime, protection from werewolves, gives your humans the ability to tap for mana, and then can put plus one plus one counters for six mana on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Three root coil creeper mana a mana dork okay okay I've never seen this card in my life <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you it seems to be a mana dork that's it yeah um, yeah it does for welcoming vampire flying whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your turn draw a card but only once per turn um one ao the dawn sky. <laughs> Flying vigilance when it dies you either look at the top seven and you can put a non land permanent cards. Any number of non-land permanent cards with total mana value four or less were among them onto the battlefield. Or when it dies, put two plus one plus one counters on each permanent you control that's a creature or a vehicle. That seems okay. good. Yep. Four Wandering mm-hmm. Emperor, two Red and Seven, four Storm the Festival. Are we trying to storm the festival with this deck? Is that what it's doing? T- using Catilda to tap down all your humans for things? And... I think it's trying to go wide for the most part. But then also get bigger. Uh, we've got four teachings of the <laughs> Kirin. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter one, mill three cards, get a one one spirit. Chapter two, put two plus one plus one counters, or put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Three, it's a creature that says when it attacks, you can exile a card from a graveyard and create a spirit, or exile a creature card from a graveyard. 
a non-creature card from a graveyard. When you do, you get a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah, so it's kind of going wide and up. Yep. Not too up, but wide. And then four grafted identity, four mana, with the additional cost to cast a spell, sack a creature. You control enchanted creature, it gets plus one, plus one. Don't forget the four wedding announcements. Yeah, and four wedding announcements. The grafted... Are you trying to steal your opponent's shield right and being like, haha, it's mine now? Oh, that would be fantastic. Sacking a 1-1 one, one to, to grab a shieldred. And then going, haha, it's mine? Like, honestly, why, what else is that in here for? Pretty much shieldred, I bet. You know, are you taking the... Let's look at the other decks. Uh, Airtie, the Corpse Appraiser, the Tenacious Underdog, the Blood Tithe Harvester. Nope. Maybe you're taking the Warshock war chief maybe mm-hmm. but yeah you know maybe you're taking their thundering raiju or their Haina and alina partners but no no that that's in there to steal shieldred from people yeah i definitely think so <clears throat> and then if you're not playing against a shieldred deck you could probably just take it right out and then put in one of these many sideboard cards correct yep um this deck seems okay seems okay i i don't know hard pass from me i won't even import it to the game about the same here yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not planning on playing it. I've tried decks like that before, and it just doesn't work for me. And if you can't run Fable of the Mirror Breaker, what's the point? Correct. <clears throat> this one is Fable of the Mirror Breaker in fifth place. Uh, we've got four Blood Tithe Harvester, a Tenacious Underdog, four Graveyard Trespasser. First time Ooh, we've seen this card. One we haven't seen yet. And I'm surprised because this mm-hmm. is I can't see. I see everywhere right now. Um. If you, that first deck here, that first deck is running for Corpse Appraiser, which is very similar in card. Are we incorrect? It seems like that? a worse Graveyard Trespasser. I was just going to say, is it not a worse one? Because yeah. it seems like it's the same mana cost, three. Mm-hmm. It's a same three, power three, toughness, yep. Right? When this enters the battlefield, exile up to one target creature card from a graveyard. What does that say? When it enters the battlefield, yep. exile a card from a graveyard. You either gain a life or lose a life if it's a creature. This one, if it's a creature, you're looking at the top four, three cards of your library. This one's more difficult to cast. Why, honestly, mm-hmm. why isn't Corpse Appraiser a graveyard trespasser in this first deck? I it's agree. an honest question. I 100% agree. <clears throat> I think it's just because they could. It was They had the mana for it, but graveyard trespasser seems better. Maybe it's because the card costs too much. It's 135 ticks. <laughs> For four of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they didn't want to pass the $800 threshold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it also has two shieldred, four work cho- workshop war chief. Another new card, Sword in the Mirthless. Yeah, we haven't seen that on Again, this list. No lilies yet, but we got a Sorin. Interesting. Four Voltage Surge, two Infernal Grasp, three Riveteer's Charm, one Soul Transfer, two Unleash the Inferno, again. Take those first two decks and kind of cram them together and throw in a couple Sorins. You've got this deck, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Meat Hook Masker and Fable of the Mirror Breaker, of course. Black and red. Gotta run Blood Tithe Harvester, Tenacious Underdog, Meat Hook Massacre, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and Shieldred. Gotta. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, Graveyard Trespasser, I like the other... Jund deck I saw better, like, but I really do like the Trespasser. I, I want to try that first deck, except for with Graveyard Trespassers instead. Makes sense. I, I agree. 
I agree. Next one is Mono Black Midrange, which has all of the cards we have been talking about. It also has Evolved Sleeper. Mm-hmm. That card's really time. good. I'm surprised we haven't seen that, too. Maybe it's just I, there's so much other good cards that... I think no there's other good cards and other colors that you don't need that. Tenacious Underdog, Graveyard Trespasser, Shieldred, Lily, Soren, Cutdown, Infernal Grasp, Soul Transfer, Invoke Despair. This is Mono Black, so you get to run the Invoke Despair, which I love. That card's been great. Oh my god, it's been I don't so think of, good. I don't think I've ever cast this card and went, too bad. I guess I have to cast this. No, even never. if it's Even if it's, my opponent's going to lose six life and I'm going to draw three cards. That's amazing. <laughs> For five mana? That's... Even if that's all I get. That's all, all I get? get? That's all? Is that they lose six life and I draw three cards? Or they lose four life, sacrifice a permanent, and I draw two cards? I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Or they sacrifice three permanents. I'm okay with the any <laughs> anything that happens after you cast this. I'm okay with. It's yes. really good. Absolutely. Two record or bank buster, which is a uh, which is a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ceremonial mono black card. It's not really mono black, but this card is mono black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three meat hook massacre. Yeah, we. I've played this deck many times. Yep, I've played it. I've played against it. Mm-hmm. This de- this deck is probably the most popular deck in the arena. Oh, standard. it is. 100%. 100% yeah. the most popular. If you've, if you've played arena, you've played standard <laughs> Q. You've played against this mono black midrange deck. Uh, next one's a lot different. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Denic Pious Apprentice, which is the card we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Jadar, Ghoul Caller of Nefalia. That's one that makes yep. a 2 2 uh, zombie every turn. One Malevolent Hermit. Uh, four Tenacious Underdog. Four Rafine, the Scheming Seer. It's the 1 4 with Flying Ward 1 whenever you attack Connive mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Urtai, which we already talked about. Three Obscura Interceptor. One in Esper Mana for a 3 1 Flash and Lifelink. When into the battlefield, it connives. When it connives, you turn the spell to its owner's hand. Mm hmm. Uh, two Kaido Shizuki. This Planeswalker is underplayed. Mm-hmm. Kaido is a really, really strong one. And I, I just don't I don't see it being played. Gives you a 1-1 uh, one, one unblockable creature and then draws you cards after that? Yeah, it's yes. great. I, I love it. Three Wandering Emperor. Two Cut Down. Two Infernal Grasp. Two Make Disappear. First time we've seen this card today, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I see it on, on Arena a lot. <laughs> Two meat hook massacres, four winning announcements, and then lands. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I've the, seen the, this the deck too deck is a lot. The same deck. Is it the exact same one, pretty much? Card yep. for card. Card for card, same deck. Card so for that, card, same deck. Yep. Yeah, that's the top eight. Do, do any of the other decks speak out to you that you want to say something about? Mono red aggro from Sandy Dog. Hard to believe Sandy Dog played mono red. He always plays mono red. Mono red aggro. Phoenix but. Chick, Bloodthirsty Adversary, Cemetery Gatekeeper, Rashada's Firebrand, Reckless Stormseeker, Squee, Thundering Raiju, Play with Fire, Lightning Strike, Kamado. Yep. That, that's yep. a deck. I don't is... even know how he made it to 19th with this deck in this <laughs> meta. But... With all these shoulders, I have no idea. Yeah. And then the only other one, uh, that popped out was the one actually right above that. Is it Control? Okay. But you look at the list, it's it's 
the classic Lear Hullbreaker horror deck. Wow, I haven't really seen that in a while. In in a while, correct. It's been a while since we've seen this deck, but it's a whole bunch of spells until you find either a Lear and throw that on the battlefield (laughs) and win, or a Hullbreaker horror and, you know, windmill that onto the battlefield and win. Oh, I hate those decks. I hate them so much. (laughs) Also has a new card in here that has not been... This deck is exactly the same. This deck has Fires of Victory as a new card in it. Other than that, it's essentially the same deck. It also runs one, the Elder Dragon Wolf. Yeah, I was going to point that one out. Read ahead. So, chapter one is it deals two damage to each creature and each opponent. Chapter two, discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Who in this deck? <laughs> wow, and then three, create yep. a four, four red, gra- red flying dragon. Not bad. Seems good to me. Yeah. If this is your style deck, I hate this style deck. I would not play this style deck because I don't Same. like it. But it's one of those decks that was a deck about a year ago and you haven't really seen much of. So that's why it stuck out to me. And then the only other one that sticks out says Mono Green Fight Rigging. <laughs> really? I didn't even see that one. Oh yeah, look at that. 94 tickets though. <laughs> For fight rigging, one unnatural growth, four storm the festival. For creatures, we've got three silver black silverback elder. Whenever you cast a creature spell, choose one, destroy an artifact, gain four life, or look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a land onto the battlefield tapped. All right, not terrible. That card's really strong. Yeah, I've been trying to fit it in different decks. Four defiler of vigor, one Uvenwald Odyssey, one Kamado of the. Kodama of the West Tree for Jewel Thief. For Jewel Thief. <laughs> Streets for of New Capenna. Commons. Still crushing wow. it. Wow. Uh, so it's the cards around it. One Kodoma of the West Tree. Mythic. One Cemetery Prowler. Mythic. Four Jewel Thief. Common. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the only common creature. Every other creature is an uncommon or better. And the uncommon only taps for mana. The only reason why it's in there is because it's a mana dork. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's good. That deck I'll try. I was going to say, this deck actually reading. looks like a lot of fun. It looks like fun. I can understand why in this format it only came to 28th place, but it looks right. like a fun deck. Yep, I agree. All right, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah. We are at the hour mark, pretty much, so yeah. we're good to go. You can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, Nate has Remember one. Remember when on... that used to be a joke? The yeah. TikTok used to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you now, Tony, you with a joke. Nate just put a profile up on OnlyFarmers.com, so you can check that out. <laughs> You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Um, Patreon.com slash Filthy if you want to help support us. And we would really, really appreciate it. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And that's it. We're done. We have executed episode 66. Oh, we killed it today.